0: Thunder
1: yourselves it's
2: been a while yeah been a long time yeah i am jimmy george um i am a full-time script consultant and screenwriter i'm batman (laughs)
1: Uh, i'm
3: jamie nash i am a screenwriter
1: and i'm bob rose and i'm apparently in a bad mood today he's fired i'm fired up according to jimmy
3: and jamie but
1: you know what get ready i'm gonna calm down because i think we're gonna talk about a movie that me and roger ebert consider great <laughs> it is a, a movie, movie I love. I love it, and too. I always get nervous when we talk about anything I love. I don't know about you guys, but talk, talking about movies I love makes me more nervous than movies. Why? I...
2: Because you're you are nervous for what? There's so much bias there. Ah, I'm. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you
1: love something dearly, yeah. there's a lot of bias there. But we're gonna talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, we're talking
3: about it because it's great. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie. Say it's great, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, are you sure? Okay, okay. I, I, I haven't seen the movie. No, I haven't. No. I, it's 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 funny cuz it is one that of the John Hughes movies. There's probably 5 or 6 that I like more, but they're just I don't know. I I think the themes and stuff when I saw this movie I was a little younger. Right. You know. So Give me Breakfast Club. Give me. <laughs> this would be my favorite John 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 no, John, John Hughes. John it's my Waters' favorite movie. John Waters movie. <laughs> <laughs> now this is my favorite John Hughes movie. The, yeah, I saw this for was, the
2: first time three years ago. And uh, really? Yeah, just for wow. the first time. I missed it
3: somehow. This because, is a weird collection of I, fans I, yeah. of Planes, and I, I, I told you. Jimmy you should never watch yeah, it. too yeah, dude. <laughs> stay away,
0: John stay away Candy. From that pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: John
1: Candy is a monster. <laughs> um Well, yeah. let's uh they did remake this movie. It was called Due Date. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Abso- it was absolutely. basically an almost Holy direct shit. remake yeah. of this. Anyway, um well, we know who wrote I this love
3: movie. that movie.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Huge we're gonna do a Due Date episode, yeah. don't worry. We should have reviewed that one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Back to back.
1: Uh, we all know who wrote this movie. Yeah, Solely, John Hughes. John, John, Waters. Hughes. And he, John Waters. John Waters. John Waters Hughes. John Hughes. And, if, and on, if you watch the uh, extras on the Blu-ray, he yeah. actually talks about how he wrote it in three days. Yeah, so, but insane. that was kind of his
3: M.O., wasn't it, Jamie? Yeah, it was. He did a lot of movies. Uh, he wrote a lot of movies in like three or four First days. First drafts. First drafts. I mean, because they said this had many other drafts after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so it, it wasn't. It wasn't like. No, he said there was like 30 drafts of this movie. It was just. The first, yeah, was, the first, I think, yeah. I think it was based on some kind of story. Like he was, he was in a situation where I don't know if it was the holidays or anything, but he just was stuck in an airport and couldn't get home. He sat next I, to somebody that was
1: completely annoying on a plane. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
3: and I think, I think his writing in three days, he was almost trying to approximate like the film's time and right. you know, try to get that, that vibe. It makes, that you know, makes
2: sense. a lot of sense. Yeah.
3: yeah, I, I actually think it's very instructive. Like right now, it's November. Uh, the NaNoWriMo month where people try to write a novel in a month. I actually think it's very instructive. If you have the wherewithal, if you have the time to just throw everything away, check into a hotel, go to a cabin, and write a script in like a week. Have you done that before? I- I've never gone away, Yet. but I have written a sc- script or two in a week. Do you like them? Um, yeah. I mean I had to rewrite them just like John Hughes probably did a million times. There is something to be said about just knowing you can do it. Yeah. And I actually think it is very instructive and you'll learn a lot. I learned a lot from the first script I wrote in like a week. It just it taught me a lot of of, about writer's block, about writer's psychology, about process. Um sometimes sometimes that pressure actually brings out the creativity Mm -hmm. more than I think so.
1: More than concentration and length ever would so yeah so he I, was kind I, of the master of this I think all of his movies were like written in less than a week first draft the yeah. first draft like story, I know Ferris yeah. Bueller was like two yeah. and a half days or something like that and yeah right. all of it, all of his movies were just like you know wow. so well I mean that was his talent that was his yeah. thing yeah. yeah I mean yeah. Is, it, like
2: is there anything we can add well he to came about from John an he, advertising background right he yeah, was doing yeah, ads right. first and then he did National Lampoon he wrote he did...
1: well Vacation was a story he wrote for the magazine and then right. like, he expanded into it a... yeah
3: yeah i uh, yeah it's it's kind of amazing especially being he was in the age of typewriters because i think if i was in the age of typewriters it would take me a year to write (laughs) (laughs) right
2: jamie when this is off topic but kind of on topic when when you get uh a paid gig do what are the deadlines usually are they
3: short are they long i you know just as one it could be anything you know it could be anything uh you know, if the movie's more just an idea that's not greenlit, then you usually get more time. You might get three months or something okay. to write something. But like I've had rewrites that they were about to make the movie, you know, the next month, oh, and I, I got a call. The contract wasn't even dry, and everybody was on the phone, like the director, the all the production heads, and they were like, uh, you know, they gave me all these notes, and then and I was brought into a rewrite. It was a rewrite gig. I was rewriting somebody else's script, and they they gave me all these notes, and then they said. Uh, we have a big meeting on Monday. Do you think? And this is a Wednesday. Do you think you could have it? You know, some first pass of this by Monday. So you know, I've had that happen too. It happens. You got through wow. it though, right? I, mean, I got through yeah. it. I, yeah. I gave them a first pass by Monday, and then they had a ton more notes for the next week and stuff like that because I probably rushed. A lot of the things, yeah. Well, that's a tough task. I didn't right I even read the script on this Wednesday. By <laughs> oh the uh, time God. they were saying, Can you have it by Monday? So, uh, there was a lot to happen. Well, speaking
1: like to orient the audience a little bit, speaking of re- rewrites and stuff. Like, the way we do things on this podcast is we treat the final film as though it were a finished script. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, important. Uh, this movie went through, like, it, a lot of rewrites, and, and apparently it was, like, a three-hour-long movie yeah, when it th- was done. They, he shot double the amount of normal film. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. On this movie, and wow. then it was edited down to what we know. I, I okay. actually heard so, a
3: quote from Steve Martin about that, where really? Steve Martin read the script, right? And he said, I love the script, but, you know, what are you going to cut out? And John Hughes looked at him like he was crazy. He was like, and and Steve Martin had, had written scripts at that point. He's right, like, right. you can't have a hundred and seventy-five page script or whatever it was that it was. By the way, there is a script online and it is I'll look it up now. It's it's really long. It's 165 pages. Whoa. So the it's one a online, so that's the final shooting script was 165 pages. Wow. So there was one before that, but that was even longer. And John Hughes just looked at him like he, he was like, "What do you mean? You know, I'm not going to take out anything." <laughs> right, right. And then and then like you, I think you just mentioned the the first edit Steve Martin said was four hours over four yeah, hours. Yeah, it was long. something massive. It Whoa. Was, yeah, there's like
1: yeah. There, apparently most of that is lost now to time. Yeah, wow. yeah. But
3: and then and then wow, somebody's gonna dig that up, find a right. random copy. yeah. And the movie's yeah. like a crisp 90 minutes it's like yeah. you know boom it's, oh, fast. it's really especially nice. for back then it's when really tight a longer. yeah it's yeah.
1: amazing like to have something that you know was written and made mm-hmm. to be that long and then it ends up being like a really tight well made yeah. amazing movie
3: they found the movie in the editing room editing. Yeah. it's yeah. the last gatekeeper to a yeah, great yeah, thing absolutely. The, the script is like... out there I, i'm looking at a pdf in right hands, now on google yes. so you know if you're interested in seeing what the original Final shooting, one hundred sixty-five page draft. Just, it's a Google away. You can find it out there. Just Google "plane trains automobiles." I like that PDF. phrase. It's but a still, Google we're gonna. Away.
1: While that, I just want to say, while that exists, we always treat it as though the script yeah, was the script what we
3: ended what, up yeah. with. So <laughs> exactly, right. I, we're not,
1: yeah. we all did not sit down and read the no, one hundred seventy-page <laughs> script. <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like, yeah, Please incidentally, kill me. that that's what tends to happen. Like after the fact, they, especially Oscar movies and stuff, yeah. they they can form a screen so the interesting. actual screen. I don't know who does it or anything because yeah. I I've never had to do that. That's anything. so not weird. that I've ever been up so for to or anything, but yeah, they can form something to it. And even even to the extent where arbitration happens, I think I had a situation where I was in an arbitration situation. Like the producers went through and sort of confirmed what was shot. So that the arbitration could happen based on that instead of, wow. like, my version, which was changed during shooting. Um, so, so, so to figure out credits. Exactly. They make the new
1: version. Yeah. They yeah. re-edited wow. the script. I don't script. know
3: if that's a policy or anything. I had that happen once, and I was wow. just like, who did this? I don't know who. Because I, I was looking at it. But this it is my important. script, but Not
0: it's missing off things. topic,
1: too, but, like... You also got to think of all the stuff that happens during shooting, where like a director will just be like, "Well, we're doing this yeah, now," absolutely. and they make it up on the spot. That's mm-hmm. technically writing, I guess. It oh is. yeah, it's, it's totally written. writing, right? Yeah. But like, it was never written down.
3: Yeah, it was never in the <laughs> script. Yeah, actors improvising lines. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And th- so this movie, by the way, not to jump into it too much, but no. the um, it made forty nine million, uh, in. What year was this eighty seven? Wow. Eighty seven. Yeah. Oh, no, in eighty seven. And with inflation, that's movies. pretty great. Yeah. Wow. It was it was actually um on its opening weekend, it was number three. I wonder what beat it.
1: I feel like this movie though, um, I mean, number one, it lives on because it's a holiday movie. It, yeah. A holiday that doesn't have many movies. Right. Like yeah. there's I could think of maybe like four or five yeah. no, Thanksgiving me- yeah. movies and this I feel like is the Thanksgiving movie. Right. Like, Even though you... Thanksgiving doesn't really happen on screen. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but can you like can you think of another Thanksgiving movie as prominent as this? Pieces of April, definitely. No. <laughs> Home for the Holidays, <laughs> the only one Dutch, yeah. Son-in-Law. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, Dutch. I'm probably, I'm probably missing a bunch, but in Dutch was John Hughes. He wrote, yeah. John yeah, it's another road trip Thanksgiving yeah. movie, <laughs>
3: Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, like this feels like the Thanksgiving movie. It, it's lived on because of that. Just yeah. to give you yeah. a feel in 1987. I feel like we've been in 1987 We have before. with this. Because if you remember, oh. number one was Three Men and a Baby. Yes. That was, that was 1987. Uh, was not Predator 87? <laughs> Uh, is that why we're here? Yes. I number 12. I think that's 12, why Predator. we ended up talking and about it Planes, before. Trains, and Automobiles snuggles in at number 21, right behind Eddie Murphy Raw. Uh, which I saw That several was theatrical? Times in the yeah, I saw it in the theater. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you didn't know it? Eddie Murphy yeah, I did fans. not know that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it, it ends up number 21, uh, right between Eddie Murphy Raw and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs reissue. Reissue. That's um, incredible. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, uh, Let's talk about long lines So, guys, so let's
2: break it down um, We did this on a previous episode And we got a lot of really good feedback People we were like, I love that, let's do let's do that more so, um, And
1: since we do whatever the audience says yeah. We're going to do this I mean, when you have one or two <laughs> exactly. fans You might as well <laughs> yeah, right. Ex- The except... two people listening are going to
3: love this yeah. episode ne- <laughs> Next week we will review Super Mario Brothers thing. All right. <laughs> I'm down to do okay. that So down anyway down. Down. That's, a, that's another topic <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> But um, yeah. I mean, without quote, I cut and pasted from a blog post that Jamie made about. There you this. go. There you go. But uh, <laughs> everybody let it. him speak on his own for for I what? I don't remember it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember doing a blog post about log lines. But yeah, it
2: it's a show. great one. Look it up. Yeah. Jamie has a great
3: medium. Uh, Is there a title blog. for the the blog? I don't, I don't even... think so. It's just my medium account. His basically. uh, it just here. says Jamie Nash
1: dot Medium. own words. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this is really just stuff I've ripped off from other people. Well, so, <laughs> no, it's, in some it's ways,
1: there's the yeah. humbleness of Jamie yeah, Nash. I, you
3: know, <laughs> no, I don't, don't want really not... to do anything. I just saw it. No, I don't, don't want to put myself out there as <laughs> the inventor of any of this. I'm more the aggregator. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, it's so so here, but but you know. But because I authored the Medium post, I can lay claim to it now. It's my territory. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so you put it online, it means it's real. Yeah. So, So, yeah, my recipe is always this way. And, again, this is something I see a lot. And I actually probably have some nuances we'll talk about, too. But a hero protagonist who really wants something, there's something in the way, an obstacle, often a villain. And if they don't achieve it, something really bad will happen. And that's the stakes. And the key things we've talked about here before – is usually I like some tensity in the protagonist mm. if I can find it. But usually I like to hint of their character arc or the thing that they need, which is a little hard in this case, but we can talk about that in a second. Um, the goal is something Jimmy and I agree on. should be something that you can take a photograph of. Mm. Like you can show the finish line like, visually. Like a man sitting at a table for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that would be yep, perfect. Exactly. Be perfect. Right, right. Um, and uh, And that's really, I think, the stakes, usually, the more life and death they are. And by life and death, that doesn't mean life and death. Sometimes it is life and death. Sometimes it means the galaxy, like in a Marvel movie. But sometimes it can just mean... Your wife thinks she's, you're cheating on her? Exactly that yeah. can be life and death yeah it's arguable so, that that's
2: tangible the, life
1: the, stuff, well I, I was just trying to tangible go from the movie. death it's arguable yeah. it's arguable that those are the stakes of this movie
3: is yes. that there's something that we're never told that the right. wife obviously yeah they don't they don't hit that on the nose really they hard. Do, they don't Which they don't i was surprised in my rewatch i was expecting more i because i always feel like that's the home alone part. it's reverse home alone right yeah yeah the yeah. person at home is the one that you know is like Right, they, Maybe it's
2: in they, the scenes cut out, which it, is why it, it feels like they, there's well, more. Well, they
1: had to cut something, and then they just... They, they kind of just say everything with her lornful look, mm-hmm. when she's like, he's never coming. Yeah. And right. maybe they had a past where he did something. Right. You know, but they... Yeah. It might... If they left that in, it might kind of take away the endearment of the character. Right. Of, uh, of Neil It Paige. wouldn't
2: be as uh kind of family values feel. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the movie really feels like it's about, like, learning to like appreciate your family. So if you talk about infidelity and all this stuff, it kind of like would take away from that and be more about marriage specifically, you know, so I'm glad it's not there.
1: Well, it's just like, does she not believe that he is going through everything we're seeing? Right. Right.
3: And why? And you assume it's infidelity. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, in my, in my take, I I have it a little, like, here's my take. And it's more in the family man version. But so anyway, those things, hero, goal, obstacle stakes, my theory is if you put all those in a log line and they're all there and you can now it's harder, it's easier said than done to say all those things are there. Like even me telling people that, they'll still screw it up. Yeah. So but if for some reason if you can be really um you know, if you can analyze yourself in a very um unbiased eye <laughs> yeah. and come up with these things, your log line will be fine. Your log line will work. But then you gotta leave the cool part in too. But that's anyway, so Back to my theory on him, this is the tensity part I came up with. And I, I struggled a little bit with this one, but I said an overworked family man, you mm. know, because that's kind of the tension. Yeah. I think that I work said workaholic, but overworked is better. The Worked opening, a- the yeah. opening establishes
1: the opening scene establishes the yeah. overwork right. part. Yeah. So, right. so my,
3: my, this is just my interpretation of that woman on the other phone. It's like, Oh, another excuse again. Work's more important than me. Like that yeah. was my interpretation. Yeah, they showed
2: that very
1: well.
3: Yeah, it's it's a little vague that you could you know put your you, own. Piece the in.
1: first the first part of this logline would probably be exactly the same with Hook. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like almost exactly you know, the same. Uh, yeah, okay. that's a good. Call, I, I find right? a,
3: I find a lot of male writers, uh, have this family in family films. They put this arc in a lot of their family yeah. films. I'm sure business I've done first it. family because you know I work hard and then sometimes you you know feel guilty about. You know, am I doing enough for the family? The am I ignoring family made. for work or whatever? Yeah.
2: And plus, it's just a really relatable
3: It's relatable. Character. It's, yeah. Yeah. But that's where the tension, the tensity. So you have yeah. overwork, overwork battling with the family. You
2: know, how would you guys describe, which now would you put, I, I purposely, I wanted to ask you guys both this. Yeah. Would you put Dell in the log line? Or do you just leave him out?
1: Well, he did say the villain, and he is not a villain, but he is the antagonist. He's like the, He's the I, antagonist, I, though, right? I, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah, I would. I think he spices it up, but I think you could have a very simplistic. How do you run. describe him, though? I, I, and the, so I. This is what I came up with because I did pre-write this. I came up with, and this isn't. a great way to do him because there's so much more to him than this. I know. That, that's what's so great well, about you can't him. give away anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. I called him an obnoxious salesman. Yeah, that's exactly but, what I described but, him. as. Yeah, I would probably be right there too, right. <laughs> but, but honestly, the the magic of this movie is that he's not just an object. Right. When
2: you when when you pull apart the you know the small reveals about his character is the magic of this movie for yeah. sure. Right. Yep. Um but so you know as a writer myself I struggle with what I leave in and what I leave out of the could, log line cuz there's so much you could tell but you want to tell it as something? the most efficient way as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it, Bob.
1: Instead of saying just obnoxious salesman, could you say obnoxious but resourceful salesman? Yeah, because the whole movie is
2: about is about Dell being completely resourceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, would you put him, like Bob said, he's the antagonist, but if I were describing this, I would describe this, in, and we'll get onto the subgenre. In yeah, a yeah, that, as that a buddy, so I, I kind of would throw him yeah. in the
3: hero part of the yeah. log well, line. well, let's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, it kind you of could. defies, I guess, the yeah. an antagonist, protagonist, if, yeah. right? You know, and yeah. I mean, if you look at the poster, it's two guys, you know, it's a buddy yeah. comedy, two stars. Yeah. It's the Tommy Boy poster. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's yeah. It's tricky. I, I could see it. I you could say that. You could say that. Yeah. But sure. it is Steve Martin like annoyed. I yeah, yeah and like and you know,
1: Del
0: yeah,
3: he's the main off. character. It feels he's like he's yeah. yeah. nudged out to the protagonist. I usually recommend people try to nudge somebody out to the protagonist role. Yeah. in a log line.
1: Yeah, um, it just makes it easier to write. I think Neil's the protagonist. I, yeah, I, I think that's a. Fair so you just
2: movie. you just. Talk about Neil and not Dell. Yeah. That's life. my gut for yeah. this.
3: Because also, when you get from an the, instructive when standpoint, when you get to the goal part, their goals are slightly different, too. Yeah. And then you'd have to describe. So both that goals gets confusing. And, yeah, yeah, it does get a Cause little Because really, Dell is could, not trying smoosh, to get home for but Thanksgiving. You could smoosh them together mm-hmm.
1: since you're not giving away anything. You could smoosh together and say, like, tr- they're both trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Even though. It's not really true. Right. He says but, it is the whole movie. But isn't that's a logline yeah. isn't a log line sometimes describing like the first half of the uh, movie absolutely. and what, what the audience would know? Yeah. It, so. it, it really describes
3: yeah. the trailer. That's what I. Yes, think.
1: you yeah. said it way better than I just did. Yeah. That's <laughs> so
0: a, Scott
2: yeah, right. Myers, the Blacklist says, "Sell the story, don't tell the
3: story." Yeah, in the logline. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. W- which gets tricky if it's almost a litmus test if you write a movie that is purely about the twist. Like let's say it's the Sixth Sense. And the only thing, let's say at the Sixth Sense, the only way to sell that movie was the twist. You're you have a problem. Did you guys? I don't know if you. <laughs> yeah. Did when you read you're the, the logline, it
2: might end up being
1: really boring. Right. I don't want to derail the logline conversation, but did you know the original idea for this movie though? No. Did you read that? It's in the IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna assume is true. Okay. But originally, John Hughes in, it, uh, wrote it as Dell being a vampire.
0: Whoa. What? and
1: that yeah and then the ending was apparently like Dell was actually just trying to get neils to a place where he could eventually kill him <laughs> <laughs> well i was like that's insane Whoa.
3: that's <laughs> so different no it makes me wonder if that's what he wrote in three that's days the, yeah, yeah, that's,
1: that's the, the he 175 that he page posted. script right but, he would, but uh, apparently the script was the same until the end like he was this annoying vampiric type of like guy that would just yeah. find people on the road and yeah. like help them out until they trusted him enough to I get him alone. I see it.
2: You, you add it in there. It's like it changes. It changes yeah, the whole yeah, movie. The whole but movie. yeah. Anyway, um, logline. Yeah. So yeah. um, there's a. I I just wanted to throw this out there. There's a great um website called logline. It logline it. Okay. Um, you just type logline. and instead of dot com and it'll take you there. And it is sort of like. I'm trying to compare it. It's it's basically a peer peer review peer feedback oh, site awesome. for log lines, nice. and okay. there's thousands, That's and great. and you just go there, and they have um and it's I don't know how to pronounce his name. His name it? it's Carell Seegers, I think. I don't know. Um, not, he's a I'm he's he he has a a website called the Story Department. It's very good. Okay. Um, and um, shame on me for not knowing what country he's from. Um, but uh, it's. He started it, and it's kind of like a subdivision of the story department. And you go there, and you literally just post a logline, and then like fifty people say, mm, "Don't like that," mm-hmm. or mm, "Didn't work for me," okay. or they are like, "This yeah. is great!" Like, I'd want to see this movie. Chris
3: Lockhart's uh, Facebook page, The Inside Pitch, does a lot of that as well. Oh, that's they, cool. You can post there, and then it's that's a Facebook cool. Group, and you can post. Yeah,
2: what Facebook I like there. about logline it is, it
3: feels less
2: like. One of those groups where where it's just instant hate and it's more it's more uh, constructive, mm-hmm. you know. You got people who are literally just coming there to post log lines and read log right. lines and learn. They don't even so. want to write scripts; they just yeah. want to write logs. <laughs> yeah. But so. there's 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 like seven thousand log lines on there, so cool. it's really cool. It's a good cool, site cool, to cool. go to um but yeah
1: so I, I, how much of this long line do we have so far uh just the very
3: beginning but the rest <laughs> is easy yeah okay, um, it's very simple let's get, let's get through I'll, the rest i'll read half I'll read an, an hour to talk about the simple thing people like it they like it i'll read you the one i cooked up an overworked family man battles to make it home in time for thanksgiving while being forced to deal with an obnoxious salesman as his only companion and facing all the hassles of the most traveled day of the year I dig it it's a little long you could cut some of the. you probably could make it a a half sentence shorter but yeah yeah,
1: it's it's good Um, that describes
3: the movie to
2: a T yeah yeah. I, I described the the obstacles they need to be overcame as traveling across the country using the dysfunctional transportation system Okay. Um, because the movie does like, kind of hinge on that. Yeah, that's what it so. is, and that is the inciting incident too. So, like, I put I threw the inciting incident in the uh, in the logline. I said when their flight is diverted to the wrong city, a workaholic marketer and an obnoxious salesman mm-hmm. uh, must travel the across the country using the dysfunctional transportation system to get home for Thanksgiving dinner with their family.
1: It is true that. That it's not just Dell in the way. He's not the only obstacle. It's, right. yeah. It is yeah, it is things failing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's,
3: yeah.
2: The, it's the various forms the rent, of transportation. Fa- the planes, fail. the rental cars, yeah. and, and yeah. the train. We'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. Right, right,
3: right, right. <laughs> and I, I think that's what's key. Again, you have to have what's cool about it. So, you know, listing things out like that is is sometimes really important. Absolutely. Because you have to kind of pitch what's special about it. Um, you kind of have just, to have the sizzle in there yeah it's yeah. not just two guys riding in the car annoying <laughs> each other it's more than that It's there's other things that they try and attempt and, and it's in the title it has a great title too oh my god that, that's a big help I
2: know I was tempted in the logline to just put they have to use planes, planes? Trains, trains, and automobiles. automobiles that don't work right, right, right. in
3: order to <laughs> right
2: no yeah um, but yeah that's that,
3: no both of those work I think that's both good. those were good log lines. I could see that on the back of the VHS yeah the um the the thing about the logline though, <clears throat> I wanted to ask about. What do you think? You know, we talk about those Blake Snyder genres, um, and Blake Snyder genres just to redefine them. They're more like patterns. They're more like mm-hmm. about plot. They're not horror. They're not comedy. They're these other things that describes types of stories that are told. Like I almost feel like um, they inform premise delivery like how to go about telling this type of story they help you brainstorm i yeah i think they're like one notch beyond structure yeah um they probably don't for my money they probably don't go deep enough i almost wish there was a book about each one of them i agree that you could even really analyze like this is what monsters just yeah there you go save the cat people um so i'd like (laughs) i'd like to see that but um but anyway talking about this one And Bob, I know you don't know these as well. So I'm listening. I'm just yeah. There's a bunch of them. Great, they're great. There's a bunch of them, which this one could be. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'll give you three that I thought this could be. Okay. I'll tell you which one it is when we're done. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's a buddy love story, and buddy love are all romantic comedies and buddy movies, generally speaking. Okay. Uh, That's buddy love, and they usually have. Uh, I'm doing a horrible job because I'm trying to do this from memory. They usually have two characters that kind of learn something from each mm-hmm. other. They're both, it's like one man or woman split in half as far as their personality. They each have
1: something they need to give to the other. That's the other right. needed it. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. right.
3: So that's usually the typical thing. There's probably a few other things, but I can't remember what they are off the top of my that's head. That's pretty much the gist yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. So that's number one. The other one that. I actually sometimes think this movie reminds me of there's a monster in the house. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because usually you're trapped. There's a monster. You can't get away. There's usually a sin that, that comes about. I don't know what the sin is in this case with him, but there's a lot of things. Like when he doesn't go with his friend uh, or his he colleague. Wa- he should have waited. He should have waited. Yeah, so exactly. The sin brings yeah. about the trouble. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, like like I'll give you another example. A movie I think is a monster now. the house is What About Bob? Yeah. Yes, movie, absolutely. This movie has some similarities with yeah. "What About Bob," a movie
1: that ruined my life for a few years. Everybody, <laughs> oh, yeah. "What About Bob?" Your name, oh, right, you're man? Bob. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I love so that bad. movie. It's just everyone said it to me. I, yeah.
3: I think this dips its toe into a monster in the house, but I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't call it, it. a monster.
1: You know what, Jamie? It has like it has small monster in the houses it in it. Mm-hmm. When he's when he's stuck on a plane, yeah. When he's stuck on the bus, <laughs> I mean, it's he, he's like literally crawling. <laughs> he's indifferent. In yeah. Haunted houses. Every yeah. time. And Dell's the
3: monster. Del's the monster, the monster yeah, right. chasing him. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what's interesting about What About Bob in comparison to this is what about Bob needs to make Richard Dreyfus the monster at the end. He mm-hmm. really becomes a horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible person. This movie sort of needs to do the opposite mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so the other That's one. That's a great example, James. Yeah, yeah, it is. God, it's it so good. The, the other one I think is uh, so and this is this is the third one, and probably the one I lean towards, is a Golden Fleece. Yeah. So Golden Fleece, and, and I will admit, uh, I looked it up, and and um, Blake Snyder actually has planes, trains, and automobiles in his book, and he yeah. labeled it as a Golden Fleece. Yeah. So, so you're gol- agreeing with Blake Snyder. I am. Okay. I, in this case. So am I. <laughs> in this case. Uh, okay. So okay. I gold- need to hear what it is. Yeah. A Golden Fleece generally is all road trip movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but his here here's where it might be interesting, you Bob. Not only is it road trip movies, but it's also quests, and it's also sports movies. He yeah. he lumps them all together. Okay. I can yeah. see, I can and, see and, that, yeah. And he says the three requirements are a prize, a road, and a team. And in that case, so like Rocky, the road is the fights. You know, it's the, he's got to do yeah. a certain amount of things like or training. Training. Or something in like the- Major League, it's... The season. the season. Yes. It's the season. that's the rule. Yeah. Right. right. Um yeah. and there's time routine, is essentially. And yeah. there's and there's a prize. So he lumps them all together. Now the weird thing is like Star Wars is a golden fleece in some ways too, because they're trying to destroy the Death Star, or there's if there's some quest or something. Yeah, Star Wars is a weirdly structured movie in that it goes in different right. directions. You know, Save the princesses, you know, comes in the middle, and then destroy the Death Star. Anyway, it's it kind of jumps around. The story of Death Star doesn't
1: come in though right at the beginning, where I feel like it these doesn't. these have the goal I, set. But right, you know, yeah, these would have Love. the goal.
3: Star Wars has get the droids all around, and that's the road. Technically, but yeah. then it takes a left turn and, it takes and then,
1: left right. But I'm saying, so. yeah, it changes midway. Whereas yeah. I feel like these, all the you listed, mm-hmm. it's like obvious what very we're very deliberate. Yeah, to think, what- Tommy Boy, what they're doing, or like any Farley Brothers road trip yeah. comedy, Absolutely. they all have that yeah. get here. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah and what what other what's another quest movie though like uh, star well, wars comes to mind but you know Lord it's the getting Rings. getting <laughs> Lord getting the getting, the, getting the treasure it's treasure <laughs> yeah. movies
2: That's treasure good. stories yeah. you know getting yeah. getting, getting, the treasure, getting the
1: treasure heist movies heist things movies, like that yeah dark, dark um, crystal you just got to get a piece of that crystal yeah back in the thing yeah, so it's just, yeah. oceans
3: 11 would be oceans 11 a yeah. heist, definitely a golden fleece yeah um golden heist uh, golden like, heist. The golden heist. heist. So in this movie, the road's literally the road. It's yes. literally the road, and it's getting Neil home for Thanksgiving. That's yeah, right. The prize right. is the prize. He mm-hmm. sees his family, uh, right? So you know that's why it. This is almost a quintessential. Oh yeah. Place. I agree. But the buddy elements definitely come into play. Yeah, the buddy yeah. love one doesn't sound like it's not. They right. call
2: it in the in the Save the Cat. So if you haven't read this book, it's called Save the Cat Goes to the Movies. Um and it breaks down all of these subgenres in within like the Save the Cat model. Mm-hmm. Um and it just does a great job. It's a teaching. They they go through about like 10 different movies that that Is are this this is his, one of them? This is one of them. Really? So yeah. so the Golden Fleece, there's like 10 different movie examples. Uh, that are golden fleece and they're all different. Like you said, there's a sports one, there's Mm -hmm. a road trip one, there's a treasure one. And so they kind of break down how to tell this type of story using the standard save the cat structure. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, they call it a buddy fleece in right, this that's movie. Right, that's right. They, 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 don't, call the sub- they don't call it they a call golden fleece. They call it the buddy fleece. So it's yeah. kind of like an amalgam of the buddy he, he comedy. kind of
3: has it. subgenres that he doesn't go into too yeah. much. He just kind of labels it. He just kind of labels it, it and you're like, you get it right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: but it works. I mean, yeah, I would obviously agree with you guys. If, yeah. I mean, that seems obvious, but exactly. I don't. I don't know how helpful that
2: stuff Putting is. Putting it in a
1: box. I don't it, you know. know I, mean? think there's, I
2: think there's massive value in saying- From a writing standpoint, saying, I can
1: see how it's helpful, but like-
2: yeah. Like, you know, we we don't want to do what somebody else has done. But I think there's a huge value in having a story and saying like, okay- what else has been done that's just like this? How did they successfully yeah. tell this story in order to say, okay, I'm gonna do it a little differently, I, but it's
3: nice to yeah. know. So what I, I used to do, I don't do this as much anymore. I found this so much like you, I, I didn't find this as useful as a writing tool. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want these books, because I think it could be more useful if they really dug into what the, the you know you see over they The now. nuts and bolts. I
1: haven't read Ghost of the movies. I've read Save the Cat. Right. Just so you guys know, right. Right, you know, yeah. Yeah. right, right yeah.
3: now it's at a really high level. But I think if they really dug in, they might be able to make it more interesting. However, what, here's how I've used it in the past. If I'm coming up with a movie, I might say, hmm, "What kind of? Oh, it's a buddy love," and then I'll start thinking of all the other buddy loves. So I might be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm writing Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Maybe I should watch Rocky, you know, and yeah. see what Rocky does." Yep. So I used to, I basically used it to give my list to steal from. Um, so I'd start making a <laughs> right, list to right. steal, but I try to. It's prefer, this, but I prefer to steal. <laughs> right? No, from, yeah. I prefer to steal from movies. That are completely different genres when I'm brainstorming. Right. Like I don't like I don't wouldn't want to do make due date and steal from planes, trains, and automobiles. Almost which exactly. is what they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather have due date and steal from Shakespeare or something. You know, right. that's in right. my in my yeah. theory in the yeah. yeah. No,
1: I technically do that stuff myself. We so, all yeah, do. I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Inspiration.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like what what's Star Wars if it's a, you know, a Psychological thriller. I, mean, I don't know yeah, what the hell yeah. it is, but that's right. I prefer yeah. doing it. In it naturalism. just
2: it puts a name to the, uh, a lot all these books. You know, I, we've said this a million times. A lot of people talk down on screenwriting books, um, and I just look at it like you know you've got this type of nail that works best with this type of wood. You got this type of screw, and all these books they just uh, if you're having trouble a lot of times. You'll find something that's just like this one little note and it fixes the problem right. that you had based on learning from a previous movie. You so, know?
3: But yeah. you you agree also that it's golden fleece. The golden fleece, 100 okay.
2: percent Because it just how, how could you not? It's yeah. just it, it, it holds all of those things. I, I and the there, there's a lesson there's the a buddy. lesson learned, and that's this, like an important part of the, the golden Let me ask you guys fleece, this. Is this one of the few the times learned? where, where
1: yeah. we're talking about a movie that is like used in one of these books? I don't know. I, like of I all the movies we have talked about so far, what did like, you say? Because this, it, uh, this I movie. I missed what you just. Oh, said. This, I'm saying is this one of the first times we're talking about a movie that's used it's actually in, in the these book? conversations often? Because I feel like this movie comes up in conversations about writing often yeah, when I'd, I'm talking to people. And
3: I'd, I'd have to think of the classic hmm. books that we've, or that classic movies that we've gone over. And the only one I comes with the top of my head is like. Fargo, I think, was in the book. Fargo is in the book. Um, yeah, Poltergeist wasn't. Poltergeist so isn't.
2: Fargo yeah, was. Yeah, no, the book.
3: Well, you're I'm right.
1: Saying, well, I'm saying like Planes, Change and Automobiles is kind of a classic
2: story. Yeah, yeah. from an yeah. instructive standpoint. From you an mean, instructive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. A lot of people yeah. like to learn from this. <laughs> well, movie. Yeah,
1: like it's yeah. a it's a teaching yeah. movie. Th- th- though I'd also say, <laughs> you
3: know. When Blake wrote this book, there, there's a certain timeliness to it. Like if you wrote it today, maybe it wouldn't be plane trains and automobiles. Maybe it'd be due date. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but no one likes due date. I got you. Day. He was having Tampa his loves, finger man. on the pulse of what he thought people would be interested yeah. in. But no one from. likes due
0: date. I know. I'm just yeah. kidding yeah. with due date. <laughs> people but, love this movie. <laughs> it might be. So. So. It might be something. But uh, I'm
3: just but glad. You're right. that, it was dumb and dumb. Jamie, or I'm just glad you yeah.
2: took the time to ba- break down the basic be- the basic ingredients, yes, which is a road, a team, a prize.
3: Speaking of road, I mean that's really what this is it's a road movie i've had trouble in the past writing road trip movies because they get really episodic so i thought it might be useful to To, talk about to me
1: i don't know why i've never even attempted it but it seems to me like it would be easier to write a road trip movie because it's like skits yeah, that's they the go to th- they 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 do something, they leave, they go to the next thing, yeah. go to the next thing. And so it's it's like uh, Homer's Odyssey in a comedy to me. Yeah. There,
3: there's a really, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> Homer's good, Odyssey, that's a
1: good call. Oh well, yeah, Homer's. It's it, uh, no, you're the Coen right. Brothers did it literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they made a road movie out of Homer's Odyssey. <laughs> there's so.
3: this there's this video I always to my students uh, the South Park guys. Have you ever seen this? Oh, video it's on? great. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they're sitting there talking about what they do in the writers' room. And they they say, here's how we do it. And, you know, We line things up. And if, if we have something that says, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, we're screwed. Yeah. But if we say, this happens, therefore this happens, therefore mm-hmm. road trips. That's like the best writing advice I've ever yeah. got. No, it's great. Therefore this happens. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Road trips sometimes devolve into, and then this happens, and then this happens. Yes, and you could almost just swap the incidents and it wouldn't make any difference to the story. And that's what gets tricky because your movie could get boring at Can that I point. Can I
1: point to a good example? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Fairly Brothers' best road trip movie is—I would probably say *Dumb and Dumber* mm-hmm. or *Kingpin*. Where do you want to argue that? But uh, and I also—I I like mm-hmm. *Me, Myself, and Irene*. Mm-hmm. But that's an event movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is the events that happen on the road in that movie are at like almost at random, like him yeah. killing the cow.
2: Yeah, he they just come upon a cow and He kills it. It has nothing to do with anything before or after. But I think that's more also to do with we were talking about this off uh, off before we started that comedies don't need don't need to play those the rules. causation between yeah. scenes. You can have as many consequences um, uh, coincidences as you want in a comedy. It doesn't matter. It you know, doesn't. No one cares. The audience doesn't care. The well, audience will. We, the audience will. Uh, so you're saying that's one of the reasons these are hard to write? Is no, I'm saying that's one oh. of the reasons it does. It's okay. Yeah. That you have these road trip movies. Because in a comedy. They, not. They, and this happens. And then this happens. And it's okay. Because it's a comedy. Because generally road trip movies are comedies. I mean, you got some dramas. But but in a comedy,
1: you can have coincidences as long as they're funny. Yeah. That doesn't... that It's
2: coinc- forgiven if it's funny. That's yeah.
1: good It's That's forgivable a good if it's funny. There's a
3: certain execution element to it. Well, let's talk about this movie for a sec with coincidences. Why well, um, you want to talk about coincidences or you're going to keep going with the road trip? Well, uh, the, the only thing I'd say, one thing that this does have going for it that allows for some coincidences is right away, what's the first scene we see in the movie? Two days before Thanksgiving. Oh. Ah, yeah. So at least that provides that ticking clock provides connective tissue yeah yeah. that it's not like we can take these side trips forever the audience realizes they have to get out Yeah, good Good call also like I know let me get if I can get weird weird for a second guys
1: like I was thinking heavily about coincidence coincidences sorry I can't say that word today it's hard I said consequence consequences (laughs) so I was thinking about that because I know Jimmy loves talking about that and about this movie and I would call it the C word though (laughs) (laughs) right the C word but um I think a lot of coincidence also, like, is acceptable when it comes to theme, where, you know, when you look at this movie, I've, I've read weird fan theories about this movie and stuff where, you know, like, Dell doesn't exist and Neil's in, like, the seventh circle of hell. or It's like, there's this, like, the whole thing being, like, this play on Neil's own struggle. It doesn't matter if Dell just shows up.
2: No, not you at all. You know what
1: time. I mean? Because there's almost yeah. this thematic element to the movie where I, I it's not reality, yeah. even though it is, you know? And, and I almost think that's a little bit where the monster in the house is. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers just shows up. It just shows you know, He just shows up. I mean, yeah. but you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like this. You kind of know that this is ha- a little heightened reality without it right. being mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, coincidences in this movie. Yeah. He well, he trips over he trips over the thing at the beginning. He trips over the uh, case. Yeah, that's not a coincidence. No, but the fact that they meet up at the airport, one, right. the fact that they're sitting together at the airport, yeah. two, that the fact that they're sitting next to each other on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, and I would say everyth- right, <laughs> right, and then I would say everything's pretty much explainable up until <laughs> they part ways in the middle of the movie, and then the guy punches Neil out. Yeah, he falls on the ground, and who almost hits him with the car? That's dumb. Right, dumb. That's the I say that is what the a biggest, coincidence, biggest egregious coincidence of the whole movie is that moment.
2: And who cares, right? Who cares? It's a great. I think that's right. a great it's scene great. where the guy picks yeah. Neil up by his balls. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you know what? I, like, it's not that's it's. But in any other genre, that would be like <laughs> people would throw the movie away.
2: Yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, as um, reading amateur scripts all day every day. The average script uh, that's not a comedy, I run into seven or eight uh, use, on that of, level. use of coincidences to, to move the story forward. You mean like, like on the level I, we just said? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Where, where the writer decides that they need something to happen, and so it happens because the writer needs it to happen, not because it's what would actually happen based on what we're watching it's just like oh they just happen to walk past a room where two people are talking about them and this very important plot detail that they need to hear not because it's actually what would happen but because the writer is like shit what do i do i need them to to find out this stuff and they're like i'll just throw in this random coincidence Mm -hmm. and then the solution is to reverse engineer the coincidence so it feels like it's what would happen Right.
0: Yeah. And there's a difference between.
2: I'm really passionate about it because I I run into it all day. The
3: are a thing that really bother me in a lot of movies. Like, it takes me out of the movie for a while. Yeah. Like,. You feel the strings. Does it? Does, does, does why? Does that one bother you? The it, you know it does not. Inco- just like you say in comedy. Sometimes it doesn't. I think there was also a time I saw this movie when I was younger. Where I didn't care as much. It's it's more something I developed. So it's when I was already older. won itself. over. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah you're I, already like, eh. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off,
2: Bob. I feel like I cut you off
3: with it. There there are it. a lot of movies from my past that probably are filled with coincidences <laughs> yeah. that I love, but just because I didn't care for some reason. Life has more. one or two coincidences. Absolutely. Every now.
1: So. It's okay. Yeah, but I was saying this movie has three big ones in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. and I don't
2: I don't mind them usually. No, and I
1: don't count like bad luck as coincidence. I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for this well, guys, but like the stuff breaking down, like the yeah. fact that the train breaks down and right. you know, they have all this bad luck. No. That's not coincidence. Y- usually
3: right? yeah. the rule is, and we probably said this eye. before. Yeah. Well, if bad luck happening, that's a problem. Is okay. Bad luck happening that's a help is bad. Yeah. It's it, so a good it luck. Is Coincidences yeah. to get
2: you into trouble is okay. Yeah. Coincidences to get you out of trouble, like Dell, yep. is cheating. Okay. Yeah. So, like so the Del fact Del that Dell showing, it's, up, with Del the showing cab up is, is potentially
1: bad for Neil. <laughs> right. So it's okay. That's right.
0: That,
2: like he doesn't want
1: to see Dell. That's a good cause. I mean, you know, that's great because he already said to <laughs> that's Neil. That's actually, he wants to get away he, from no, him. No, he said yes. to Neil, <laughs> we're, we're terrible together. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. And then you know he shows the up universe again. Universe finds a way to put them back together. The, the,
3: so the, here's the bad example. It's like that's oh,
1: great. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay,
3: okay. We're we're on a quest to find something. We don't know where it is. Um, oh look, it's over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. So kind of, like a Harry exactly. Potter movie. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I once uh, I read a script and um, they were looking for that. Like they're basically um, the teenager ran away. And uh the parents were driving down the road and they drove past the liquor store and the teenager was just like in the parking lot Ugh. at the liquor store and they found them. Like they just <laughs> happened the, to drive. Was past that the last them. page? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I feel so bad laughing. I'm such a dick. Um I hope you don't uh, listen to this but, episode. <laughs> but it's like, um, I run into that stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, it happens. It happens. And uh, so, yeah, but I, I, we started to talk about um, the writing of the road trip stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, ha- I, so I love road trips movies. I've written road trip movies. It's like one of my favorites. Um, it's, and I use for comedy. It's Dude, like it's bread great. and butter comedy it's genre. Great. Yeah. Um. I use the Oregon Train model. Or Oregon Trail model. I think about it like the Oregon Trail. I actually would love to fucking write an Oregon Trail movie like a modern, like like a yeah, bunch of hipsters like, gotta go to Portland. Or um, like Jack Black and Ben Stiller yeah. have to you know, or something like that. In a yeah. shitty R V right. and make their way across. Well they did make um, R V.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um
2: yeah. so like you think about okay, what are the what are the hallmarks of like Oregon Trail? Uh Well, first of all, before we get into that, like your standard situation is you have like built in internal antagonism where characters are constantly in conflict with each other because they're stuck together for long periods of time in cramped spaces, whether that be a car or a plane or a train. Right. Monster in the house. Monster in the house. So that's (laughs) that, like, there's built in conflict just from that. Right. Um, Getting lost. Mm -hmm. Right. And in this movie, there's they they don't have a map they drive off course they get driven off course by a cab driver they drive down the wrong direction on the highway right you know uh this delivers so much on all of these uh method of transportation difficulties so i mean that's the whole fucking that's movie that's the title <laughs> of the movie <laughs> right. um yeah. lack of resources so they get have no money then they have no credit cards then they have no communication um, lack of time so we have the built in t- ticking clock, clock from, the, from the moment it starts so time urgency um, primal stakes always and with this one it's we gotta get home to your family mm-hmm. um, primal reward same thing gotta get home to the family um, mini goals on the map mm-hmm. we gotta go here And we gotta go here. And we gotta go here. And this is like a perfect example of that. Um, Your quirky road characters, Mm -hmm. which this has so many, like the doobie cab driver and the motel manager and the dip spitter. By by the way, this is what I want them to
3: save the cat. Genre books, what'd yeah. you say? This is what I want from those, yeah. The this is what they books. need, yeah. They,
2: yeah. This is why, yeah, exactly. They need to break it down. We'll do it, Jamie. Exactly. Um, the um, the perky car rental employee, like the mm-hmm. best scene in the whole movie, right? Right, um, then you, but you also have your character waiting at home, and that could either be at the original home or at the destination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like, not I all
1: think, right? road trip movies have that, though. That's Sometimes true. Sometimes the desk. Vacation comes to mind. Sometimes the destination is just a, destination. Is just a, destination. He's he's just a
3: destination. Cut the Wally w- world a few times, and he's like worried. Where, <laughs>
2: where,
1: where are <laughs> they? Where's where are they? Wally? They That's a, a good
2: call. Right. And then, and then, like my favorite one is the the premise delivering set pieces. Right. So you yeah. have your just you know your many adventures on the road. Did,
3: I don't know if you said it, and if you did, I'll, I'll repeat it. But I think escalation is the big part. Yeah, that I he, didn't say that. But each one gets more and more tense. I think that's one of the keys. That's stories. a really good call. They're more ridiculous. Well, yeah. in this
2: movie,
1: Neil suffer-
3: Neil's suffering kind of gets more intense throughout <laughs> <Yeah>. the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: The more he loses, and you know what? The more he loses, also, he kind of, the more he changes.
3: Right. right. He grows. It, he, but it's He like, does. No, he yeah. grows the whole time. We yeah. watch it. Yeah. it. yeah. It's like if you tracked his journey, you know, it starts out him sleeping in a bed with John Candy. <laughs> But it ends up them driving in a burnt up car with no windows, right? You know with, and I mean, with, where Neil is
1: humbled at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
3: if you you just got to keep topping yourself in tension and conflict and difficulty. That's
2: the that's yeah. the the main strength of this. It's a good call. It's funny how I I don't think a lot of John Hughes stuff is plot based, but this is very plot based. This is a very plot mm-hmm. driven movie. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff is character driven. It's just like yeah. four people sitting in a room, the Breakfast Club,
3: talking in a neighborhood, talking, or yeah, yeah they yeah. just. Or even uh, Ferris Bueller, which kind of has a road trippy feel. To yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really have a big goal at the end of the day or anything like that. You know, it's just to enjoy the, piece, yeah. the pieces. Well, he also did write Vacation, though. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. Like, this two call. classic
2: road movies that's that true. he has written. So. And vacation does
1: the same thing; it builds.
2: Yeah, it builds it's to the a escalation yeah. of like you said; they top each other. One yep. sequence tops each other after another. That was a good. Where, call. The,
1: where you get to a point where, like, literally, the main character is, you know, has a gun. You know? <laughs> so yeah, there's a full escalation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: I I think we you know I was mentioning about the buddy comedy that we kind of answered that, but I think that last part I'm curious about. What do you think is the third act here? Because I I find this third act. I have my own idea, but I I think the third act's really short.
1: Well, as we said, it's probably an editing thing. Yeah. But but if we're talking just about what we have on screen, yeah, it is. It's like it's like a five,
2: six minute third act. Do you think the act two the end of act two like climax is them like hanging out together in the hotel? Or do you think it happens yep. before then? To me, that's like what you're hoping happens. Mm-hmm. The and suffering, like, when, when they're hanging out in the hotel, it's so I feel cool. like. It's like cool. It's like this the most quiet climax. Like, it's just like two guys but enjoying works. each other's company.
1: Uh, it, it, the, everything after that, you don't feel Neil's suffering anymore. Mm-hmm. Neil's suffering is over once he accepts Dell. Yeah. And that, I would say, is when the third
3: act actually. Begins, yeah, yeah, and what's interesting yeah. here, right? It's good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, what's interesting here too is, um, so if you read that script, the 165 page script, the ending that they actually shot, we think, goes on for a long time. There's a dinner, there's a Thanksgiving dinner, he meets oh the my family, gosh. there's there might even be aunts and uncles, there's all kinds of stuff. It's like an man. epilogue, it's this huge epilogue. I'm sure some people went to see the premiere of this movie and were like, What happened to my part? <laughs> right, right, I was right. In a John Candy movie, yeah. my family's here, right, because. Um, it, it goes on for a long, it's, it's like a 25 page third act. Um, and one thing, you know, I, I teach a class to students about short films that I always tell them, I said, once the tension ends, Get out as soon as possible, Got you know, because think, the movie's right. just going to get boring. I mean, yep. look at Lord of the Rings. I was going to say Night Return of the King. Yeah, that yeah, was more like, fun than source material. We yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we, and we get it. And we've been with those characters for you know a hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, so right. It's, we, just
1: do what you're going to do. and We'll just stick with a hundred. Yeah. It feels that's like a, that's not feels exactly like an 100. equivalent example. <laughs> yeah. By not. ratio, it's okay. But yeah. still, yeah. it's it is it is what it is. I like the Return of the King ending. Actually, me too. Me too. No, I was I was I was totally down with yeah. it.
3: Spend four hours in that movie. You're go ahead. I, I don't agree. want to say box. <laughs> yeah. But like with short films, I'm always like, don't keep tacking on more. Like, we don't need to know everything that happens after the tension ends. We don't need a sequel in the movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> just get out. And I think that's what this movie kind of does. It gives you that heartfelt sequence and it just gets to the end and then it ends and it leaves. It gets out really quick. Yeah. It doesn't outstay its welcome at all, yeah. which I think the script. Kind of might have. I, I'd have to read the whole script. I think, think the but reason, he, but that the draft that he
1: wrote in the editing room, he realized that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. right. Ex- the
2: draft I, he wrote in the editing room. Well, I mean, put. The, well yeah, put. The part yeah. where John
3: yeah. Candy bites the family. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a right, right. That one, that i mean look work. if
1: they
2: were going that route yeah give me that <laughs>
1: ending you know
3: <laughs> where suddenly shows us thanks for the first time and massacres <sighs> the family at
2: god it would have been the greatest thanksgiving horror movie i think
1: people would hate the
3: movie I honestly but too. it'd be amazing <laughs> and they just save it for the end <laughs> they,
2: right. i mean i want to see john candy yeah. as a vampire as a vampire now. he's like right. i
3: have you and your family now <laughs> <laughs>
0: Them. Yeah, <laughs> then I mean, he
3: really the becomes ed- the
2: monster in the house.
3: I
1: can't remember if it was the uh, if if it if it's the commentary or what, but I know I've heard them say that they made the ending pretty much all in the editing, which they do a great job because I don't think many people know that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it feels like it was. It meant feels to like be it was way. meant to
1: be and everything, but it is short. And once the movie ends, it's over. And I think that's. I don't think I want as somebody who's a huge fan of this movie. I don't really want to know what happens after that freeze frame. No it's plenty yeah i yeah. don't ever want to you know need. what happened to dell i yeah. like to me they're they were great friends he got him a job and he moved in next door <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. it in my head it's way better than i <laughs> if ever if it was
2: made today there would be three sequels with <laughs> the, mark Wahlberg the
1: PTA universe um, yeah. right. <laughs> 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 right 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 if Due Date was a hit, I'm sure we would have seen
3: Zach Galifianakis go, you know,
1: Due Date 2, right? Can't just leave it alone. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, want it, I wouldn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. No.
3: And if you do want more, again, go Google it. You can you find that script online. I feel, uh,
1: if you want to, we're pointing to John Hughes. If you want a movie that goes into that a little more, watch Dutch. They yeah. get to the yeah. house. Yeah, It settles the through line with his father. Mm-hmm. There is, a, yeah, they get to dinner and then there's the end cap joke of the shooting him with a BB gun. So there is, mm-hmm. it, it gets there, but they get to the goal and then there's a little more, right?
2: Yeah, yeah but that doesn't feel like too much. No, either. I don't think so. Either. I don't think it I overstays. Like that it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Yeah, I always forget that too.
1: Yeah, but this is definitely a weird third act, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. It's unusual and it's it works fast. It works. works. Yeah. The
2: drinking scene, though, is mm-hmm. definitely where the movie mm-hmm. the starts question. to end. Yeah, that's the that's the. Ah, <sighs> they're together! Yay! I just love that. I love that the climax of this movie is two guys hanging out, like enjoying each other's company. I but what's more like delightful so. than that scene? No, I know it's great. It's a delightful scene, it, right? Why do I feel like I'm at camp and he just right, comes
0: right.
1: out of
2: the bathroom laughing? <laughs>
1: it almost yeah. seems like
2: it's unscripted. Yeah. yeah, it seems like two people we know who are
1: real life friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So th- I guess that what you're what we're saying, Jamie, is this is not
3: a five point finale, right? I I think it's a one point finale. No, I think I, so too. I didn't break it down. I I could have. It's funny, I was I quickly looked a couple nights ago in Blake Snyder's book to see how he broke the ending down, and now I don't remember what I saw, but I remember it was really short, and I was like, he's not doing... Blake, a lot of times, would do stuff to kind of justify his... Theory, you know, I mean, because he was writing a book on it. Thesis. He didn't. He didn't try to do that here. Yeah. He he broke it down the way I w- probably would have broken it down. But day. he also
2: didn't. He hadn't been uh, preaching the five point finale when he had not came out. He had not. So the so five point finale that book not does, in does that. not include any five point no. finales. Um, Can I, well, there is a. I mean, there is a Hightower surprise with the cop pulling them over. Yeah, which you know? apparently, which <laughs> once again, I watch since I I watched the stuff too. I, yeah,
1: yeah, where Michael McKeon says that there was there, a whole fight.
2: Yeah, and I never noticed scene, the black eye before. Never
1: noticed that. Yeah, there's the
2: Michael McKeon's scene was apparently like 10 minutes long. Well, yeah, the next scene, John so. Candy has a black eye, and I never noticed it before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's like, he just has this random black eye for the rest of the movie. They the, cut out so much. And you never yeah. thought about it. <laughs> they must have but done it also, something else But crazy. it makes sense,
1: because I was like, why did they put Michael McKean in a scene where he doesn't do anything funny? Yeah.
2: Why would you have that name? Yeah. And then don't do it. Anything. But yeah. it's cuz they cut it all. They out. cut some big long fight sequence with the cop.
0: Yeah.
1: If I had one last question about this movie that has that I've always asked since even when I was a kid and I don't know if you guys would be interested in this but um it's actually Dell's motivations. Um like I guess as a kid and I guess from if I were to write this movie, I don't know if I would try to add in a reason Dell was physically traveling that's always bothered me right. a little because, mm-hmm. like, he's homeless. Why are? What is he doing? Like, right. is he? He's like, you know what I mean? Because when we yeah. think of the the cliche of a homeless person is not somebody who's literally paying money to get on these forms <laughs> <Yeah>. of transportation <laughs> yeah. to do things, and I was like, I, I mean, I guess he's just looking for friends. Yeah, but as a kid, even I was like. Why is he doing any of this? He is, he is a salesman, you know? so I guess I—that's how he's living—is I guess selling. Yeah, I yeah. kind of assume shower curtain rings. for whatever
3: yeah. his next salesman thing. He is traveling. There's a part of me that does wonder. If like, he, did you wonder that? Did you guys ever wonder that? I, more, more when I rewatch.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Because now I wonder I'm like, if he's
2: really a salesman or, or if he just has a bunch of. <laughs> Shower curtain rings, rings. <laughs> that he's stolen and bet, from all the hey, That he just has
3: like in bulk, and then yeah. he just sells them. Which would them explain himself. a lot of the coincidences of Steve Martin. <laughs> um, you know, he, he could just be trying to, because that, that's almost what I get from him in the rewatch is he's really just trying to help Steve Martin to get out Yes, I think so too. He's he's like, he's his, like latching on to like a person not. who needs it was, help. It's
1: almost like saying that if he didn't show up, Steve Martin would have experienced a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Right. And he was like this angel in and his not shirt. learn.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was like this angel just. Yeah. That's a this is a great segue into our character talk. Talk about the characters. Go go for it. Go for it. So the what I love about these characters is they actually have a huge thing in common. And that is that they travel Mm -hmm. all the time for their occupation. And it's like, this movie is about travel. And the first time I saw it, I didn't think about that, but like, you know, trying to learn from this, like, wow, they do have a common bond. And that is really like what keeps them together, like they're traveling. But um, it's a great, we've talked about in the past when you're uh, constructing your characters. And some people like to come up with a theme after they've written it. But Mm -hmm. if you've come up with a theme beforehand, Uh, You can use the characters to express the opposing themes, Mm -hmm. and so like the theme in this movie is pretty simple. It's like said, I don't think I've, I don't even think I wrote it down, but it's like learning to. He says, "Uh, like your work, love your wife." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like, and then it's about like learning to value your family and your home. And, uh, Which Dell does more than Dell is a guy has, doesn't have right. he doesn't have the thing Neil has and doesn't appreciate right and it's right. perfectly illustrated yeah. like when he's meeting all the strangers like he knows their names he knows their stories he like values friendship and like you know loyalty these things that like uh, uh, Steve Martin seems to not give a shit about you know what I mean or seems it seems a hassle like Del, family seems like
3: work Dell appreciates people yeah
2: mm-hmm. he does throughout the yeah. whole movie and he's loved and he's not alone
1: in this world really he's got friends right right
3: yeah yeah it's kind of it, there's also like that hint of empathy there too you know right just like you say he appreciates people Steve Martin doesn't appreciate people maybe he's too focused on work right but as time goes on he even appreciates Dell. yeah so.
2: yeah he he ends up relying on Dell. yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, no he admits you got me home you got so, me home so yeah. you did it yeah um and I thought we I I'd bring up since we've been doing we've been doing some comedies recently. Um, I'm happy about it. I like talking. Yeah, about comedies. and uh, the the Robert McKee blind comic dude. We're doing say we're talking about Blake Snyder, Robert McKee, whatever Log lines, everything, um, man. Uh, yeah. Blind the blind comic obsessions work in this movie too. They work really well. Give, us a, lo- give us a little out, refresh on that. Oh, uh, so um, Robert McKee in his uh, I went I took his comedy seminar he says that the key to comedies is having uh, each of your characters have blind comic obsessions that are the basis for all the comedy created in the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we've been talking about that, we've been going through all the comedies that we've covered and they all have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, they're pretty simple and easy to find And that uh, for Neil, it's he's self-important. And, like, a lot of the comedy is based around, like, his self, his obsession with, like, nobody else matters but me. Uh, He's non-confrontational. So, like, there's tons of situations that are funny because he's just, like, refusing to say something. And then when he does become confrontational, it's just as funny. You know, so it's all based around that confrontational issue. And then my favorite one is that he's a germaphobe. Mm -hmm. like there's just so many scenes where he's grossed out and like the comedy is based around him being grossed out it's
1: also the i don't know if this goes with that but like neil's a little bit of a classist yes he's a little bit upper class whereas dell is dell isn't he's a working
2: man's man i think that absolutely right i mean that's the the idea that he's better than others 100 percent. yes yeah. yeah and that's clear from the very first scene yeah and
1: by the end of the movie he's accepted that that's probably something else that changed within him. Yeah, definitely. He's wearing
2: garbage clothes and a garbage car. He is. <laughs> yes, he's wearing garbage clothes. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Dell is, he says it. So it's like, you know he's blind to it. He even says it. The last thing I want to be remembered as is a blabbermouth. Mm-hmm. And that is like his, he just talks too much. And it's like so much of the comedy comes out of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's instructive in that manner too. Because he has no one to talk to.
0: Yes. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> That's a good
3: breakdown.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie for like so many examples of writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's like just straight up. Like you could just point to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so many times.
2: Yeah, I'm the dork who goes. Okay, let's break this. Let's break it down.
1: (laughs) But people have though. That's why I was saying in the middle of this episode, like it's in a lot of books. I've seen it mentioned a million times. Mm -hmm. You know, Roger Ebert put it in his books next to other huge movies that you'd never think would be in the same level. You know, so. Yeah. The
2: great movies. The great movies.
1: Well, what have we learned from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles?
3: One thing one thing I've always appreciated about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is the simplicity and concept. And sometimes the most simple concepts are the ones that pop the most. You know, if you strip away lots of complication and things like that in your concepts. I mean, this is just about a guy trying to get home on Thanksgiving. But very relatable. Had never been done um, but, you know, it's interesting. So, I don't know. I, I think concept. It's, yeah. Beauty and, beauty, beauty and simplicity. Beauty and simplicity, absolutely. It's a universal
1: theme. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, you could make it any
1: holiday. Yeah. True, true. You know? Yeah. You I've know?
2: learned, I did not know that this was originally a four and a half hour movie. And so, I've learned that, uh, once again, proving that, you know, if if your script is, like, too long, there's... Always room to cut, right. the writing never <laughs> yeah, <ends>. the <laughs> writing never stops until the movie is edited, um yeah, and editing because is writing
3: editing is writing, absolutely, yeah yeah one one hundred and sixty five pages oh my God. Right. Go google it, google yeah. it, check out that ending, yeah, see the vampire, no, the vampire's yeah. not in it, but... that would take me about seventeen hours to do notes on
2: I was gonna my my learned thing I was just gonna
1: say about the editing. Because yeah. oh, so- I'm sorry.
2: I took a no, movie. <laughs> no, you didn't. Because as somebody who works
1: as an editor and does all that stuff, um, it's a movie that I never would have thought was four hours. And- yeah. Because yeah, no. you hear about that, it sounds like a disaster. It's yeah. a- and it's just a movie I've loved so much throughout my life, and I've never noticed a problem. Right. So the fact right. think- that it can be cut down story wise and visually to that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: think of all like the bad superhero movies, and everybody's like. Oh, I, if they would have just put those other scenes in, it could have been good. No, you know? oh, no, that's
1: then More doesn't right. fix. More things. doesn't fix. It's usually less that fixes everything. Yeah, true. That's. I think maybe I'll take that. That's my takeaway less is more yeah, oh. Which, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thanksgiving uh... thanksgiving miracle <laughs> yeah. appreciate what you have like right. these two guys yeah it's also kind of a gluttony lesson in there less is more everyone right.
2: yeah bob is this gonna be released the thanksgiving this week
1: this is uh, this is gonna be released yeah right before thanksgiving well, happy thanksgiving, happy to, thanksgiving everybody to everyone listening, to everyone out listening. Out i'm hoping that people will listen because it's <laughs> before thanksgiving yeah but... and remember less is more less is more <laughs> Go easy on the carbs.
0: <laughs> Put down that
3: second slice of pumpkin pie. Enjoy your nap. Yeah.
1: I'm getting hungry. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
2: You have just listened to Writers Blockbusters, a screenwriting
1: podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thundergrunt.